day, everyone, or afternoon or evening, depending on where you are in the world. It is time for another episode of the world's greatest podcast. Wow. Okay, I was just going to say the United States best podcast, or even if we're going to just say, uh, what's the Western continent? But the whole world is a little ambitious, Tanji. Well, this Western continent thing, I'll have to uh, look that up because I don't know that one. But, okay. um, <laughs> North America. North okay, America. Okay, thank you. The Western continent. That's fine, Tanji. A new one that they d- uh, discovered the other All day. All right, fine. North America. Uh, North America's favorite entertainment podcast. Since you didn't say it, I'll say it. The name of that show is TV Channeling. I w- that was what it was for. That was beginning was for you to say TV channeling. And you did, so thank you. <laughs> Welcome to another week. We're so happy to be back with you. My name is Tachi. And my name is Kevin, and we have a jam-packed show. We're giving you a review of a brand new show, and we're going to give you a lot of news. But I guess first we're going to start off with our review of Amazon Prime's new drama, action drama, Hannah. So should I tell them a little bit about it, Tachi? Absolutely. I was going to say Hannah with you, but I wasn't sure of the timing. Anyway, yes. <laughs> all right. We're off to a great start. Yes. All right. So, all right. Uh, in a covert Romanian facility, Eric Heller evades security to rescue baby Hannah. 15 years, uh, 15 years later, father and daughter live deep in the Polish forest. Eric has trained Hannah to be an incredible killing, uh, uh, killer and hunter. Uh, Hannah's curiosity drives her beyond the boundaries of her isolated world and she begins to venture away from home. This attracts the attention of CIA agent, uh, Marissa Weller, uh, who's been hunting Hannah since the day she was born. Ooh, ominous. All right, Tachi. So what did you think of Amazon Prime's Hannah? Well, I just want to say something. I think Marissa's last name is pronounced Wiegler or Weigler. I'm not sure. All right, sure. thanks. I must have written it. Okay. No, All no, right. I just wanted to make sure just so in case people wanted to look it up. All right, uh, thanks. It's oh, W-E-I-G-L-E-R, according to absolutely. Wikipedia. Yes, yes, according to the uh, world-famous uh, accurate source. So uh, three, uh, two questions. A, does the sun ever shine in Europe? B, where the hell was her hat the whole time? <laughs> okay, I didn't know that she has to wear a hat. Um, it was winter and bloody cold. Her well, father had a hat on at well, one he point. Was, but, but he was training her to be a badass, and so badasses don't have to wear hats uh, in, cold, uh, in, in cold European winters. They also get head colds. So, well, you know what? You know, she wasn't interacting with anybody else. So, I don't, I, you know what? I wonder if you're in the middle of nowhere. Do you ever catch a cold? Because there's no, you're not interacting with anybody. So, maybe you, she's not going to get any kind of germs or anything. Well, she ate the damn Snickers bar after Friedrich or whatever the hell his name was. Okay. Speaking of that, we have to talk about this. Was there a Snickers product placement? Because Snickers gets mentioned multiple times. <laughs> several, several, several times. Oh, my goodness. Uh, at, the, at one point, I know we're kind of skipping around all over. But at one point, they're in the uh, gift shop uh, on the way to somewhere. We'll explain later. And she's like, look, it's duty free. And because she doesn't have a sense of socialization, because her father has kept her away from everything and everyone because people are not to be trusted. 
and you will explain why <laughs> in a minute, but people are not to be trusted. And I'm not to be trusted either because I forgot to set the timer. 25 minutes on the clock. Oh, damn that clock. Oh, yeah, no, we got to use the clock, bro. I hate being clock blocked. Oh, we know you do, but it's so much fun when it goes off on you. <laughs> So in any case, because of the fact that uh, she's not been socialized, she doesn't know certain things. So she doesn't know the concept of texting. She doesn't know the concept of when she said, look, it's duty free. She thought it meant free. And uh, the person she was with said, uh, no, you still have to pay for it. And she was like, what? But it says free. So clearly she can read and clearly her father has trained her and educated her in certain ways, but certain Cues are missed because she has no socialization besides bears and deer and her father. Well, one thing that's when you mentioned that that's funny. There's another scene where, uh, where Hannah is her father. We we in the when she was in the woods and we we have there's a training montage where we see how hard he is on Hannah, how he sneaks up on Hannah and tries to kill her in different ways and tell her and tells her I was behind you for three seconds. Yes. Before you did anything, you could, you would have already been dead. You won't get a second chance. And so the uh, he the gravity of what he's training for, she doesn't quite understand. But the montage, the, what, at one point, like we're seeing her running through the snow without a hat, and and she has a backpack on. And each time she she makes a she makes a lap, he puts another giant rock in her backpack and makes her run it again. I'm like, damn, her dad does not play. At all. Okay. Not at all. So there's this whole kind of military, and we need to mention that he was in the military. And uh, or some kind of agent. That's one thing that's it's a lot of stuff is vague because we just we start the action starts on the show in episode one. And that's I need to mention we watched the first two episodes. The action starts with him uh, going to some secret facility uh, that's uh, uh, run by the CIA and he breaks in to steal Hannah out of a, a facility that has many other children. There's a lot of babies in that facility. He goes straight to Hannah to get her out. And I do have to, this brings up one point that I have to mention, is the hench dudes, the people that come running when alarms go off. Now, he went, He goes to the roof and he's about to escape with baby Hannah when two hench dudes appear. And so he immediately dispa uh, dispatches them and kicks both their asses. But, uh, uh, but right near where he kicked their asses is uh, a, an, an incinerator and it's open. Oh. And I'm all like, I am shocked that nobody ended up inside that incinerator. But then lackey number uh, two decides to get up. I'm like, first of all, you just saw your friend's arm broken in ways I didn't know arms could bend that way i mean he broke it in just unbelievable ways <laughs> it'll never be repaired he's gonna have a stump when it when he goes to the hospital so the other one gets up to try to fight after being beaten severely and then gets thrown inside of the incinerator i'm like what kind of benefits do they have that you're gonna well get up like you lay there until help comes <laughs> you don't get up and end up a christy critter pretend you're out just yeah, exactly. I'd have been laying there, out. just like knocked out. I am not like again. My friend's arm is destroyed. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to end up in that incinerator. No, exactly. And you know, in a way, it's a little bit like okay, we could have expected that because who burns an open incinerator with no door? So well, I, he had it opened. He'd open. He was putting stuff, I guess, evidence or whatever. That's right. Inside. He was putting stuff inside it, so it was open. Okay, you not you're you're forgiven. Uh, and I have to ask your forgiveness for this. The reason I said that he was military is because I actually watched a little bit past 
episode two. Of course. Is, yes. Thanks which is how I know that he's former military. All right. So I well, won't take it. Like, <laughs> here we like, go. No, he's military. Don't tell me. Yeah, that that's why I forget. You know, you start stuff starts to blur together. So it's not until episode three that we actually find that out. Okay, more background. Now, one thing I will say, you talk about forgiving sins. Now, I know why this was done because of it adds to the drama of the story. But one thing I hate uh, in a story like this, and there's been other stories like this. I did not see the movie that this apparently this is based. This story was told or a similar yes. story was told yes. with the exact same name, Hannah. I didn't see the the film. Um, so I don't know how if this is diverging from this story. If this is the exact same story being told in a serialized way, I have no idea. But one thing that bugs me is the idea that he trained her and told her that there are people that murdered her mother and that they are coming for her and that she has to be ready. And he's told her this for 15 years. And but he's told her no more. So she knows nothing about exactly why they're out to get her or why she's special or anything about it. So, of course, that's because there'll be a big reveal as the show goes on when she'll find out what exactly why does the government why will they stop at nothing to get me? So but to me, it's like she should have been told that. Yeah, especially now that she's, I guess, 15 or 16. Yeah, she's 15. She's 15. So, especially at this point, and she's starting to have a lot of questions, and there are a lot of uh, interesting things and feelings going on, and that's what happens when you get to this age. You're going to start to question from whence you came, and there are just no answers. And to this, you know, the, the, the beginning... Uh, well, not the beginning. I think this was episode one where they're, they live in the forest, basically, because what happens is there's a forest between I don't know what countries they were on the border of exactly. I know they were in Poland initially. And so in order to I think the initial thing was they were trying to get the baby over the border. So they couldn't be caught or something. What the the case was? They what well, they wanted to get if they could get it into if they could get into the forest, it would make it so much harder for the uh, people to find because they the, they were in helicopters at one point, right? And so they could see them, and so they were trying to get. They had to go through through one last clearing to get to the woods, and then that way they'd be able to avoid capture. Exactly. And so I I'm like, I, there's no way that girl's mother is making it to the forest. She oh, is we gonna, knew she was going. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a mood point. She is a mood point in the story. And she and no. she didn't even have the she didn't even bother to try to duck down. I'm like, you know that you're expendable. You better duck down because I'd be under the seat as no, they were exactly, shooting. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. She was like, "Is it coming?" And then her head was just like straight. She was like a ballet dancer sitting all straight. You better hunker down. But this is what these characters never learn. So if I can make if I could make a parallel, this. You know, one of my favorite series of action adventure is uh, Born, Born Identity, Born Supremacy, yes. Born Ultimatum. This has the same feel. This is of, the teen Born Identity. This is the <laughs> yeah. teen, exactly. She is the teen Jason Born. Oh, and that's one thing I also want to say. We, I need to more, I'll give credit to the the actress who plays the title character is Esme Creed Miles. I gotta say, this girl is incredibly well cast because she has a lot that she has to, to deliver as an actress she has to she she ends up giving you so many different feelings at once she's got to be a lot of things she has to have she has youthful exuberance she has childlike innocence and she's a frigging killing machine and see, that's the whole thing. It, it's She is perfectly cast, and this is a very complex character, because you have to do adult things, but you're still a child. And so how do you, and you can see this in her behavior sometimes, the like, the kind of 
when she attempted to talk back to her father until he slapped her down. He's like, you don't, you ever talk that way. Okay. I was like, so he's not to be played with, but, um, you know, it's, it's all very interesting that, that kind of dichotomy and that paradox of having to be grown and do grown things, but still being a child and not understanding. Oh, and she's even younger than a, a normal 15 year old. And because she has no, like, like, she has no socialization. She knows nothing when she encounters her first other teen boy. She's curious about him, which is why she sneaks. There's a, there's a line in the, where they're in the middle of the forest. Her father has marked all these trees with red. Do not go beyond this point. And of course, she, because she's a teenager, she goes beyond that point and she tries to do it in a stealthy way so her father won't know. She does it, which is, which is incredible. She fakes her, tracks in the snow and then she like climbs one of the trees and shimmy so she leaves no tracks and everything it was incredible but then she encounters another a teenage boy who gives her her taste of a her very first snickers probably her first sugar ever her first ever refined sugar and she was like instantly hooked like this is good I mean, when you're used to eating a diet of venison and uh, and rabbits, then yeah, a Snickers. <laughs> it's it, plus Tachi is packed with peanuts, so <laughs> and it really sna- satisfies. It really satisfies. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, when she came back after having her first Snickers, her father she she, bring, she brings a rabbit. She claims she was out hunting. He goes hunting. You only got one rabbit, and she and he goes, I'll make dinner. She goes, he goes, I'm not hungry. She's like, why? I'm like, I like because Snickers really satisfies. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know the funny thing is it's like I guess when you are hunter gatherer and you're responsible for getting that you take what you can get so sometimes it's abundance sometimes it's not so she's probably used to subsisting on very little but you know because you can't have a full stomach when you're trying to you know kick kick everybody's behind yeah but, but you know what the, the training so, that she that he made her to she has taken a lot of calories and she all her all their cal that's another thing they are in the they're on the well, not the zone what is it they're on keto because they're just they all they have zero carbs in their life until she encounters that snickers it is just all protein i don't think she's ever even seen a vegetable before exactly and the only reason she doesn't have scurvy um is because sometimes (laughs) your your body adjusts to things but i'm i'm quite sure in the uh, although that's a moot point now, but I'm quite sure they, you know, they picked berries and, and learned, to, you know. Yeah, there, there must be there, but there has to be times of year when it isn't winter because we 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 encounter we, 15 we years know. later. It cuts to its winter, so I'm sure she's eaten a berry before or, or something. I'm making she must have encountered some kind of green vegetable at least once. No, exactly. But you know what? The funny thing is that uh, you know I wasn't like every single time I see a movie or you show concerning europe particularly eastern europe the sun is never shining now granted i understand its position on this globe as to why but it's like wow that's why all these movies are made <laughs> well, <laughs> the action adventure the sun doesn't lend to a, a dark somber mood well, also, probably a lot of people have that uh, seasonal affective disorder thing. <laughs> so I know that's one reason why they say that there's like a high suicide rate in places like Seattle is because of the fact that the amount during certain times of the year, they just get less sun and people, some people react to that really badly. So um, it's a, it's a, it's rough if you live in those places, I guess. Mm, sucks to be them. Anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyway, but one, th- one other thing I love about that when the father said that she can't go beyond this point and she becomes a teen and she keeps asking him questions about her life and he doesn't tell her and she's getting more and more curious and he's he's telling her when she comes back the first time he's like he goes I know you went you like you no I didn't I was just like uh hunting rabbits and 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 so he like I don't understand and all I could think about was a line from the Simpsons where um the police chief Wiggum is uh mad that his son has gone into someplace not supposed to go he goes he goes what is your fascination with my forbidden closet of mystery <laughs> so, of, course, of course she's gonna be fast like what's beyond that uh beyond uh the, the, this grove of trees and of course she's gonna want to uh, go into the world and so it bothers me that he armed her with so little knowledge now the funny thing is he did drill into her what to say so like he's she's trained in other languages and um so she's supposed to say what like that she's a student and what college she goes to and stuff like that but then i love how it instantly gets thrown in thrown out the window where that when somebody just asks a simple question so when she's g- reciting like a like you know like wrote like you know oh where do you go to school oh i go to such and such college on such and such street on such and such place and so then so I'm like, oh and what grade are you in I, she had nothing she had nothing. nothing well she got saved by the fact with her new friend that and she was like oh school sucks and and then she said yes it does <laughs> but they seem to let it go okay so yeah, that, they, yeah they let it slide yes but, sophie you know, sophie sophie yes yes so you know the one thing she's craving you know attention even though she's been taught by her father that uh, people are inherently evil and they're not to be trusted uh, they, you know, the, she, you can see that she craves that, that attention, which is, you know, hence why she went beyond. But the thing is he acknowledges that she's going to want to go beyond when she gets caught for that, you know, the whole silly rabbit tricks thing. She, uh, he's, he's like, you want to see more beyond the forest and he's right. He, she, and she acknowledges that. So, you know, the, you know that it won't last very long. And, you know, the whole thing is because of that, that puts them in jeopardy and they actually eventually have to leave the forest. Yeah, another thing that I liked about that interaction when is he basically when he realizes he tells her he goes like, "Is it? Do you want that life? You know that Snickers lifestyle?" And so, <laughs> and so, oh. and he goes, "Even though it could cost you your life," and so she's still like, "Well, it was delicious," and so <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the fact that he basically told he's realizing that what they're the life they're living can't can't continue. That she's she needs more than being in the forest in that living in that cave. She needs more than that, and and it's gonna it's gonna. He's trained her all these years, and the the idea that if they can take out Melissa, uh, not Melissa, Marissa. What's her name? Um, uh, Mar- yeah, Marissa. Uh, right, Marielle. Um, yeah, Marissa. Marielle Enos is, um, plays Marissa. Yeah, okay, yeah. If they they can take out Marissa, Marissa is the one that's hunting them and been hunting her all her life. If they can get rid of her, then maybe she can have a life outside of that cave. And so um, there's a thing where basically, uh, uh, I don't know how much to give away, but Hannah makes a decision. And she doesn't do exactly what her father tells her to do. And and the story changes the path and you think it's going to take because of that and one of the things that's really interesting about episode two is at the very beginning of episode two we see this like random family in like london and i'm like what is this how is this connected to this other thing and we see a lot of them and there's like no connection until finally 
there's a connection that happens and i was just like wow that was an interesting payoff how much they because normally on a show like this they wouldn't have given us all of the background of uh say of of uh sophie we would have just she just would have encountered sophie poof and that would have been the beginning of that interaction but to give us a little bit of sophie's life and who sophie was before she encounters hannah was brilliant i thought it really is to me it seems like a setup for a reoccurrence to uh, to happen she they're going to meet again they're going to sophie will be involved in some shape way or form oh absolutely i I absolutely cared about uh uh sophie and their relationship they they bonded pretty quickly and uh it's so interesting seeing her kind of teach hannah about life and and also there's another scene again speaking to the uh incredible acting of esme the first time she sees herself in a mirror she has never seen a mirror or seen herself her own reflection and when she sees her reflection for the first time it's just that is some damn good acting oh no excellent acting but you know i you know how i am with all these uh things this girl i don't know if she's ever taken a bath or oh, here be, oh here we go okay well you know what i'm going to say there's a uh no, we don't get to this. No, no, no. We do get to this in, in, in episode, episode one. Are, two. Are, are you talking about the, I thought was going to be a Carrie moment. Are you talking about the moment in uh, episode one where she seems to be having her first period? Oh, oh, oh God, please. Let's not talk about that one. Yeah, I okay. <laughs> let's not talk about that one. Yes. Uh, but no, the, the, this is after um, they split up. They leave the forest and they, so this, this should be episode two. And they bring her in for, you know, questioning before she's able to escape. And she, they're like, clean her up. And I was like, good. In my head, I was like, good. Because she must smell <laughs> like dead raccoons on a stick. So, <laughs> when she, and then her reaction to taking a shower. This is what led, led me to believe that she's never had a shower. But well, okay, like, no, no, she's never had a shower, but she, I'm sure she's bathed in a stream or whatever, but she's never had, she's never experienced hot water, especially no, when exactly. it comes coming out of a wall. Like, what? But speaking of the way she smells, let's be real. She is an attractive girl because even no matter how she smelled, that first kid, Heinrich or whatever that kid was that she met in the woods, he was ready to throw down. He didn't care. Now, you know, guys, don't care. <laughs> you know, guys could give ne'er two dance, especially if he's the type that doesn't take many showers or baths himself. So, he didn't care. He was ready to, you know, and then, you know, it, it's colder. But see, here's the, I'm sure she's like washed, you know, but mm, she smelled like outside and then some, I'm sure. Okay, touch. I love how you're again. We can't smell her on the tele on TV or on our iPad or whatever. I can. <laughs> I can. Well, thank goodness. By the end of episode one, she had been showered, shampooed, and shined. Thank and she you. Was good to Jesus. go. Thank you, because I was like tired of the thing. Is I could imagine that she smelled like rancid whale oil. So that's that was the thing. I was like, oh, good. I love how you say that rancid whale oil, as opposed to that delicious, clean, fresh, good whale oil. Where before it goes rancid when it's when it smells like flowers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i know but so the the point is to me the show is already doing what i think a show like this needs to do 
Do is Hannah believable as a killing machine? Check. And well, actually double check. <laughs> she, she will slit your throat in a heartbeat. So so there's that. But also I do you, I care about Hannah. I've already I'm already invested in her. And one of the things that the show is really good about is the the music cues are 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 subtle but the you can the, it keeps the tension up whenever she is interacting with any people because anybody who interacts with her could die either at her hands uh or the hands of somebody who's trying to get her so you're terrified i don't know about you but i've been terrified for uh for sophie every moment that she's with hannah i'm terrified for hannah's uh, for Sophie's family, there's a part where something goes down where it's like if somebody wakes up or stirs or rolls over, the, it's curtains curtains for all of us. Um, so the the tension there, um, there. So th- to me, the tension is just right because it is anything can happen at any moment. So it's it's delivering there. Do I care about the relationship of Hannah and her father? Do I care about Hannah learning about who she is? and why this is all happening i absolutely care and i'm i'm enjoying the journey and she and they do interesting things with her because there's a there's a scene where they go to a where they go to a katine dance club where apparently you can order alcohol mm. i'm not exactly sure how old oh. damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well that's time <laughs> all right tachi so i guess it's time for me to ask you the question i love to ask when it comes to amazon prime videos Hannah, are you going to keep watching or change the channel? Oh, I'm definitely going to keep watching. As you heard, I already kept watching through, just didn't have time to go there. As you like to say, if it wasn't for us having to do this show, I would have been <laughs> watching it right now. I think it's, it, again, I love this genre of television show and movie. Action adventure is my, my thing. I actually really, really love it. And I think it's really well done. I think my only criticism is the way that the father trained her for in in terms of memorizing information and things like that those are not questions that the average person would be you know ask oh well what's the populate of a 15 year old what's the population of berlin so i to me that that's why you know she got stuck on the sympathy that maybe that's the point that he spent so much time training her with all this information that he missed the uh the little things that would have made her seem more socialized i think that's my only criticism but other than that i'm thoroughly enjoying it and i will keep watching and kevin when it comes to this show on amazon (laughs) hannah Are you going to keep watching or change the channel? I am absolutely going to keep watching. Like I was saying before, this show is delivering on all the main points it needs to deliver on. Hannah, it, it would fall apart if Hannah wasn't cast right. And the inclusion of, of her encountering like a regular teen's world through Sophie and that relationship and that actress who plays Sophie and even her family's complication and, her, and, and Sophie's parents' marriage, all these little extra things that are thrown in there make the show really intriguing and watching that girl try to move her through world like i was gonna say about her being in the dance club and her being out with a boy and not only go out to do but then but it's like basically put throwing him down and like getting on top of him and her friend's like okay that's a little bit much and just like <laughs> just <laughs> exactly exactly well and if you knew it was too much for sophie 
it was too much exactly because sophie seems like she's a good she's down to party so anyway the the show to me has not hit a false note yet and i actually care about i care about hannah i care about sophie i care about sophie's family i care about uh i I even care about hannah's father i care about the actual and i say father with air quotes because it's like i'm not even sure if he's even really her father but i look forward to finding out and that damn uh that damn uh melissa uh, I'm sorry, uh, Marissa, who's after them. What is the backstory with Marissa? If, if it turns out, I'm going to say right now, I'm laying on a marker. If it turns out that Marissa is her real mother, I am too through. We, I guess we'll just have to keep watching to find that out. <laughs> 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 the same grr that you gave when you get clock blocked. So. Oh, damn that clock. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to news. We have a lot of news to cover this week. Oh, but we do. Okay. So, in in this uh, wonderful amount of news that we have to cover, the uh, first thing that we want to talk about is the Apple event. So, we haven't had, we haven't talked since the Apple event. So, if you didn't know, this was last Monday. This happened at their headquarters in Cupertino, and they announced a lot of new things. The thing this time wasn't necessarily new hardware. Their big thing was subscription services. So they were really pushing a lot of these subscription services. And if I can just tell you why really quickly, even if you were going to say no, I'm still going to tell you. So <laughs> Don't you dare tell us. I'm telling all of you. So <laughs> if, we, if we think about it, Apple has really at some point with hardware, with devices, you reach a saturation point. So everybody who is going to get said device already has it, even accounting for those people who can be bamboozled into upgrading at some point. And then phones are just really super stupidly expensive at this point that people are keeping their phones on average for like four years. So they're not switching phones as quickly as they do. They're not buying all these new devices as quickly as they used to. So they're reaching a saturation point with devices. So how can they make a little more change? Aha, subscription services. So I that's my assessment as to why they're doing this. So they announced a lot of things in terms of gaming, uh, Apple News Plus, they've made some changes to Apple News. And then the big th- one of the big things, besides them trying to be your bank, because they also did uh, uh, announce some changes changes and some things with Apple Pay and and Apple Apple Credit Card and Apple Credit Card. Exactly. So that's there. But then the other thing, which they brought all of Hollywood for, apparently, (laughs) was uh, Apple, Apple TV Plus. So that's that was one of the big announcements that they had. And Apple TV Plus is their subscription service. They are looking to spank Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, any OTT, yeah, you know me, service. They're really trying to compete with them. And this is why they brought all of Hollywood with them because these are people that are going to be producing programming in the programming on this new subscription service. Well, there's so, what's crazy is how late Apple has decided to come to this party of uh over the top uh because you know it, they're going to be behind disney and disney owns so much and now what they just after just acquiring fox and already owning all of the owning marvel 
and uh, the Star Wars titles and owning ABC titles. Just, it's amazing that they're going to come in now and with so little content. They basically had brought out all these stars. They brought out Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon to talk about their new show about uh, the behind the scenes of a morning show like uh, Good Morning America or the Today Show. They brought a free Woodard out and Jason Momoa to talk about their dystopian future show where everybody's blind in the future. But it's like they're going to have like what not even uh, maybe 10 shows at launch who's going to be paying for apple tv and plus and how much is it going to cost no word that they they conveniently didn't tell us how much it's going to cost and that is a huge thing because right now a lot of people already have netflix they already have hulu they already have amazon prime video and even though begrudgingly i think a lot of people are going to get uh disney play and the crazier thing about the launch date for uh, Apple TV Plus is in the fall. Why would you launch your service with, you know, like, what, 10 titles at the at the very best when that is the noisiest time in entertainment is fall, the fall TV season? Everybody else, all the regular networks have new pro- new stuff. Netflix always has new stuff. Amazon's dropping new stuff. And Hulu's dropping new stuff. If you're going to basically try to make noise and stand above the crowd, you do it in a slower time. What they really would have done, which would have blown people's minds, is to start at the end of the uh, TV season is like May uh, for all the broadcast networks. So they should have come out around June, should have been June or July at the latest, should have been when they should have introduced Apple TV Plus when there's very little else going on in the world of television and then we would have had we our focus would have been entirely on that but even Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon amongst everything else is going to be dropping at that time just it's not enough again Kevin you're you're talking with sense okay one two things Apple does not have any experience in this realm don't talk to me about Apple TV. Apple TV is like a Roku, a Chromecast, a Fire Stick. It's like that, okay? A whole bunch of apps. What they did do is produced, what, two shows for that you can watch on demand there? So they have a little bit of experience, but they're, they don't have that Netflix type of experience. So they don't know or are not getting advised as to do this. This is what I think they're thinking to get in on the game right now because upfronts and new fronts are getting ready to come. Line up advertisers. So you've got people advertising during your show and then debut everything in the fall like everybody else does. What they don't realize is you're not like everybody else. You're starting 200 years behind the game and everyone else already has has their stuff in place, already has their advertiser. I mean, in, um, in the case of Netflix, that's not necessarily what they do. They don't do an advertising model. Well, as soon as you said that, that blew my mind. I didn't even think about that. Would is Apple TV Plus going to actually have advertising? Like They're Hulu? going to have to, unless they have some way of sponsoring or or uh, well but it's going to be a paid service so that's why i was thinking that it's going to it's uh it's not going to have ads but, you know, but the whole thing money. is even okay even then even with the subscription that you pay you have to have a hell of a lot of people for 13 dollars a month to really add up to what you're going to spend on 
on production of these things. Yeah, but it's Apple, a lot. But Apple has deep enough pockets to invest and pay and wait. It's, it's not going to be making money off the top. It's going to be. It's going to take quite some time. They have enough money. Their pockets are deep enough to invest in the money. Invest in programming and slowly build up a subscriber base. It's going to take a while to convince people to give them whatever they're going to ask per month to watch like what five to ten shows initially before they get more content what was the value added another thing i want i'm curious about will there be any kind of bundling they're they're asking us to they introduce something called apple arcade which there's no pricing on that either we're going to be able to play video games uh, uh that are going to be exclusives to that uh to apple they also uh inter- already introduced you can actually do that now apple uh uh what's it apple news plus um you can actually use that now where you can subscribe to a whole bunch of different magazines um and get a little bit of stuff from uh from news publications even though it's it was a trick they made it seem as if you would be able to have like a full access to the wall street journal and the los angeles times well no dice you'll have access to some of the archive material but you you will still have to get a real subscription to these other publications to uh have full access to their website and the new york times didn't even play with them they're not we're not you're not giving you access to nothing they don't have to either because they're the new york times and they have enough subscribers of their own without needing to uh, play around with apple but going back to the the point you made about the that their pockets are deep enough well you also have enough blood to live for a little while as long as you're not hemorrhaging the moment you start to hemorrhage and you're not replenishing, yeah, that's curtains for you. And I'll say the same about Apple. So they may have deep enough pockets initially, but you have to replace that with something, some kind of revenue. So it will be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, but you know, okay, look, look, look at CBS All Access, and I have my issues with them and the amount of content they have. They actually have the nerve to ask for money every month. But... I will give them, they don't, it is commercial free. Now, Hulu gives you two opportunities. You have a commercial free, uh, uh, Hulu for $11.99 a month if you didn't get some deal like I did. Yay. Uh, and then, or, and if you get ad supported version of it for $5.99 a month. So at least you have choices. Maybe they'll be, it'll, they'll have a tiered version of, um, Apple TV plus where it's, uh, uh, commercials uh for a lower price and higher price for uh ad free but i just think that if they're going to try to ask for money and have commercials and when cbs all access it has a you know of decently low price point their price point is about seven dollars six seven dollars a month and it's ad free i think at that price uh so it, it would be crazy not to mention netflix which is ad free and you get Netflix, basic Netflix, which means it's, uh, I guess, standard definition. And one television is like, even with the raised price recently is like nine ninety nine a month or no, I'm sorry, eight ninety nine a month. So it, I, I can't understand what price point Apple TV is going to even come in at that's going to attract enough people to make it worth their while. I don't it, at the at the beginning stages, they're just going to have to eat that money, I think. Well, yeah, you can only do that for so long, which is what led me to the uh, advertising conversation. I think they may have a tiered version, but uh, they're going to need to have advertising some way, shape or form. They're too new to afford to be able to do this. And they're behind, like you said, Disney 
what is Disney, Disney? Disney Play. Play. Disney Watch, I was about to say. Disney Play. They've already started doing their things. You have all these other o- OTT uh, networks. Yeah, NBC's going to have an, uh, an over-the-top. So I don't understand what, what. They are so late to the party, not to mention things like Crackle, that's, just, that's Sony's over-the-top. Right. It just seems so crazy. And the fact that they could even announce pricing at this point is beyond me. Which that means... They can't you're not ready. If you're not ready to tell us a price, you're not ready. Well, um, the, the the issue is to me the the event wasn't for us regular uh, people, uh, the non Oprahs of the world. Uh, the press event to me was to lure other content providers. Uh, other magazines, other uh, other uh, TV producers to come into the Apple party because they the 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 icing on the cake. The funny thing is, it, you got to tell who was the big the biggest wig in the room by the order of which people got to come out on stage because they had a cavalcade of stars kept coming out. They had a cavalcade of stars in the audience, but the, the they the, you think it was big when you Steven Spielberg comes out like ah this is the this is the pinnacle of this announcement this is the the finale no the finale was one oprah winfrey yes and when she came out everybody lost their minds except for one chris evans they cut to captain america in the audience he could not look more bored and they kept cutting to him for some reason stop showing him he looked like he was barely awake okay that shows you right there that they don't know what they're doing with tv people who understand this are not going to keep going cutting to people who look bored they're not going to keep doing that they don't know what they're doing with tv and i'm not saying this is something that you cannot learn everybody starts at some point but they're so far behind the game it will be interesting to see how whether or not people buy because at the end of the of the day yeah this is nice but it's the public who has to support you in this so don't go the uh, the you know root of youtube bread well, uh, let me talk about mention some of the things that are uh, they're bringing to the table when they initially launch. They're going to have a, a, a Steven Spielberg show called Amazing Stories, which is going to be an, an, an right. anthology series. They're did you have, watch the original Amazing Stories? I never did watch Amazing Stories. I, I loved they, it. Well, they didn't seem that amazing to me. They but were. anyway, um, the, <laughs> <laughs> then you have the the Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston uh, drama, uh, The Morning Show. Uh, you have the dystopian future of uh, uh, Jason Momoa and a free watered show called C. You have Little America, uh, you uh, which is an, another anthology series about people that are immigrants. You have uh, Oprah's going to do two documentaries. And they're going to also be some uh, third party movies and other shows that are yet to be named. All right. Well, we'll find out a little bit more later. I think we should move on to the next thing off of the Apple event, unless there was something else you wanted to mention. Uh, if they want to give it to us for free, maybe we'll talk. But they, one thing they absolutely need to do, they need to have a bundled price. They need to have a price. If you're going to get if you're going to get arcade, you're paying for storage like I am with Apple, then give me give me some kind of discount for signing up for some other uh, more of your crap. If I'm or getting your credit card and other things, I need some kind of bundled price where it's a little bit cheaper. Okay, you heard that from Kevin first. Bundle it, witch. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, so what happened? Was it last night? I think yes, it was, it was last a, a, night. On, on Saturday night, it was the NAACP Image Awards. Yes, the NAACP Image Awards, for those of you who don't know, uh, awards excellence in entertainment and community and a lot of other it's not just entertainment but it's a lot of other fields as well for uh, people of african descent so black people we'll say 
And so some of the things that happened, Beyonce got Entertainer of the Year. Of course, Black Panther uh, got uh, awards and Blackish. They were among some of the many winners at the NAACP Image Awards. Now, one thing that was interesting, I, I want to talk about the Beyonce thing, but let me make this this uh, statement. Nobody in the mainstream news media ever gives two dams about the NAACP Image Awards until this year. For some reason, it's all over the place. And I guess we'll talk about why in a minute. Okay, it's the same reason why we're talking about it. But yeah, it- <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. But, you know, the th- it was on TV One, so not everybody has TV One. I've watched it before when it was not on TV One. And yeah, so I don't have TV One, so if it, 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 I don't know what if if it's happening on TV One, I will not know about it in general. No, exactly. I need I need Sling. I need you to pick up TV One, <laughs> basically. Or I need the Image Awards to be on a network that actually is, has more than three people that are able to watch it. No, that is not fair. They need to. It needs to be streamed too, or something. It just the idea that they would only have it on that outlet. If they're trying to uplift, they need to give more people the opportunity to get uplifted and actually see the damn show. Well, you know what? That may not be the NAACP's fault. You need to talk to these mainstream networks about that. So. Yeah, but you know what? If the mainstream networks aren't stopping the NAACP from having it streamed on their website or something, they could have had it available on their website or live streaming on YouTube as well as being on TV One. They could have, but like in fairness, do the other award shows do that? No. Again, but the other award shows aren't supposed to be uplifting people and showing uh, children images of themselves uh, and, and role models that are, you know, potentially uh doing hoaxes and stuff like that (laughs) you know what we're gonna move on because i already see (laughs) where you're going with that so kevin talk uh, talk a little bit about okay so there was an incident we should call it that that happened so beyonce won what was it entertainer of the year and so what happened uh that everybody is talking about all right um some guy uh god i don't have it in front of me do you have the guy the name of the person i don't know his name but i'll find it yeah so some someone dared to uh, actually hug and kiss beyonce not once but twice on the cheek and twitter blew up on not only on saturday but still on sunday and doing all kinds of memes and it's insane the reaction so Different people are reading Beyonce's face, trying to determine how awkward it was or how uncomfortable Beyonce was uh, to get this uh, uh, double uh, kiss uh, on the cheek. Again, on the cheek. And so. I'm sorry. It was Omari Hardwick from Power. So the issue is uh, people feel like it was uh, over the line. But but what's bothering me about most of the comments on social media is it's over the line because he dared to do this in front of Mr. Carter, her husband, Jay-Z, one Jay-Z, as if it's like she is his property and it's disrespectful to him as opposed to disrespectful to Beyonce herself to basically uh you know do something now she didn't in in the video that i've seen of it because i have seen the video on uh on uh on social about it that beyonce doesn't like try to push him away or she doesn't try to with her body language move or shift or move her face away when he comes in for the kiss on the cheek so i i don't understand what the deal is and why people are so upset about it but they clearly are 
Well, okay, so there's a comment on Twitter by, I don't know who this is, um, her name is Farana, and she says, Omari Hardwick, the second kiss was unnecessary and uncomfortable, don't do that again, angry face, or angry emoji. We women so often get touched, kissed, groped, and poked in instances exactly like this at an event, at work, etc. We don't like it, in all caps. It's time to no longer let these moments of discomfort slide. But again, do we know for a fact that Beyonce was uncomfortable? Uh, now, see, I'm a kind of person, I don't understand like other th- anything other than a handshake. I don't know how well he knows Beyonce. Does he even know her? I have no idea, but I don't. When, but people that don't know you and they want to like hug or uh, even kiss, if you know somebody, uh, you know, in a kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? That's uh, an acquaintance kind of situation. I feel uncomfortable with that kind of thing. Some people don't. Different people have different thresholds. So is it up to the person who has that kind of threshold that feels uncomfortable with certain kinds of a, uh, you know. Uh, touching or they don't want to hug somebody in a social situation is it up to them to make clear that they don't want to be hugged or kissed yeah i I think i i think so if she's they're like she looked uncomfortable i don't know what she looked like i don't know that they're not friends like that or that they're not familiar like that to do it but as you said the key point is they were acting like there was an issue because of jay-z damn jay-z and i don't give a damn about the beehive saying anything about that it's about her if she's uncomfortable with it, it, it they made it seem as you said that they that he dared to kiss in front as if like you said that she's his property and as if his disrespect or dissing the guy was the most important thing and see that's that stupid street code that i can't stand i've seen before uh like in uh we went out someplace and there was a, a young lady who got like bumped by a guy and they like kind of got it you know got got into it like because he bumped her hard and then instead of coming to apologize to her he apologized to the guy that was in the group with her and i was they were like oh it's just guy code or what that stupidness that's that same stupid street code here where you're like oh they were like somebody said damn ghost that's how you feel skip dapping jay-z to almost kipping, kissing beyonce in the mouth it's not about jay-z she didn't She's entertainer of the year, not him. And so that's that whole thing of you don't have to acknowledge Jay-Z if you don't want to. It's nice and it's polite, but it's not about him. It's about her. Sit down with that nonsense. Yeah, like she belongs to him. And so he has to clear. That's the, it, That just seems so stupid. To me, the issue is, was Beyonce uncomfortable? We don't know if they have a relationship. Right. She, and, and I don't mean romantic. I mean, if they are they're, they could be good friends. And so it's completely different. I have no idea if Beyonce was uncomfortable or not. And the I because to me, she looked like she was OK. And if anything, we've learned from some of Beyonce's past performances. She has a hard time acting. So if she was really uncomfortable, it would show. Yeah, that's true she's not the the greatest exactly actress. so i don't think that she so, would be hiding it very well if she was uncomfortable i just need the beehive to go and get jobs because clearly they have nothing else to do. <laughs> that's just, uh, absolutely absolute rubbish but what was the real news what, what was the real yeah. reason where, why are we even talking about the naacp image awards okay so the reason that the and again i'm hate i'm hating on the mainstream news media because you never talk about the image awards or anything like this outside of when there is an issue or a problem now your friend jesse smollett wait whose friend your your friend as i said <laughs> <laughs> your friend jesse smollett, friend. your friend 
He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Empire. Mr. Smollett did not show. So if you don't know, he was, uh, they threw out the charges for that, uh, the hoax, the alleged hoax of uh, being, you know, beat up and stuff. So the uh, anti-gay, anti-black thing. Uh, yeah, the, the staged hate crime. Let's call it what it is. Okay, the alleged staged hate crime. <laughs> so <laughs> then the lawyers are looking at us. So they they threw they threw out the charges for that. So he was, I guess, cleared of the charges. The the um what is it? The state's attorney or the city attorney, whoever said that doesn't mean he's not guilty. Yeah, he said he's, he's, he's not exonerated. He's not and exonerated. That, that, and he, that, that he paid a fine by the, by forfeiting the ten thousand dollar bond, um, and doing a whopping ten hours of community service. Whoop dee doo. Well, I'm sure the Chicago community is better because of it. Anyway, all ten hours of your little food service. So anyway, he uh. You know, the, they dropped the charges against him. So he, but he did not show up at the NAACP Image Awards, of course. So the the um, news media was sniffing around there. The only reason they came was because they wanted to see if Jesse Smollett was going to be there. The, the news media who were always there and who had, had their press passes before, whatever, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about like all these other ones sniffing around. So... Well, honestly, if I the only reason I even was curious about the award show was because of the fact that, like, is he going to actually have the balls to show up to this thing? It was a question that I was curious about. And I was honestly stunned that the NAACP, uh, uh, NAACP didn't snatch that nomination away from him when all this hell broke loose uh you know that he caused i i was i was stunned that they didn't do that so i don't know if they secretly disinvited him but according to chris rock who went in on him he was apparently told not to make or, or apparently they told yes. everybody no joke no all the presenters no jokes don't reference jesse smollett okay so this is a very different type of thing we're dealing with somebody black so i think and this does not mean that the NAACP would not do something like Snatch. But again, I think there are too many, regardless of, you know, the fact that, okay, probably this is the case, okay, in terms of what he did. Probably it's a hoax. But if the charges are dropped or whatever, we cannot make an assessment in that case and, and sna fine. Maybe that's what they were thinking. But I think they were also thinking, this is a black man. We're not going to come in and you know, do all these things and X, Y, Z black people are extremely protective of their own often to a fault. So I think there was a lot of that. Remember, we're talking about the NAACP here. I think there was, there was an aspect of that protecting our own. Well, apparently that, that, that the, uh, Chris Rock did not get that memo because uh, he went in and do you have uh, the, what he actually said? Um, hold on. <laughs> I have to uh, uh, pull it up. It just for some reason just disappeared. Well, anyway, the it. idea that uh, you can't, I, I can't believe the censorship of them saying, them telling all of the presenters don't say anything about him. I, I, I have no idea why, because that's the, uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound wrong, but he's what made that show relevant. Because if, if it weren't for the fact that he was nominated, 
we wouldn't even be talking about this. That's true, but I don't think that that he makes that show relevant. I don't think that's a fair assessment. The NAACP awards have been established for a long time, and they really, like you said, they're there to uplift. So I don't think this controversy makes the makes the show. Well, I'm sorry, Tachi. The fact that it was on TV one tells you just how relevant it is. It's it, relevant it on, to us. Was it on? Was it on CBS? Was it on Fox? So, so are you saying then relevance only exists when it's on mainstream media? Is this what you're telling me? Well, not in the case of one TV channeling. No. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you cleaned that up really well. You cleaned that up really well. Okay, I'm looking for the um. I opened it and then it closed on me. It's it's really weird. The whole um, the whole uh, what's the name? Chris 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 Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah, it just it. I opened it and it closed on me. It's weird. Okay, hold on. That is weird. It's very weird. I I don't know. I don't know. So okay, let's see. Hold on. Here we go. I got it. Um, they said no, Jesse Smollett jokes. I know, what a waste of light skin, you know? You know what I could do with that light skin, that curly hair? My career would be out of here! Expletive. Running Hollywood. What the hell was he thinking? From now on, I ain't never gonna say no Jesse. You're a Jesse from now on. You don't get the you no more. That was, the you was respect. You don't get no respect from me. (laughs) I don't know yeah, if I've I sound called, like Chris Rock, but yeah, it was. Oh my! I thought I was actually. It was in canny. I thought that he was actually <laughs> on the show. <laughs> it was spooky. But the crazy thing to me is, I've been calling him Jesse all this time. It's, it's supposed to be pronounced Jesse, but you know, I agree with him. I cannot be bothered to try to pronounce your made-up name. <laughs> I'm giving you the closest thing. It's it's not the actual name, but it's an incredible simulation of his name, Jesse. It'll forever be Jesse to me. <laughs> so, exactly. It, Whatever, it, Jesse. Exactly. And he's lucky to be not busting rocks. So he, sh- he should be kicking them as far as I'm concerned. Oh, don't get me started on the prosecutor to say that you're dropping charges and then just, and the same on the same day you drop all the charges, do an interview going like, "Oh yeah, oh he's absolutely guilty of everything." And the, oh, there was no problem with the police investigation. Everything he's everything he's accused of he did, but oh, we were prioritizing other kinds of crime. There are all cuz it wasn't a violent crime. There are all kinds of people in jail in Chicago right as we speak for non-violent offenses. And the idea that because his crime wasn't a violent one that it doesn't matter is lunacy. And at the very least, he could have had a uh, we're going to drop all these charges if you do an admission of guilt. You're forfeiting the 10 thousand dollars but you need to admit and say that you are that you're guilty and that you apologize we will drop the charges but no he gets to have it both ways he gets to have his case thrown out they get to say that he's still guilty and he gets to say that he's still innocent absolute travesty of justice liam neeson um oh well oh yeah let's 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 instead of talking about (laughs) fake hate crimes let's talk about what, what could have been a potential real one uh, take and and have a drink of water, Kevin. On me. <laughs> well, clearly, uh, you were upset by that. Let me find my happy place. Okay, please, please do. Maybe have some Snickers. <laughs> well, you know, because it really does satisfy. It does satisfy. So Liam Neeson, as you know, had uh, talked about in the past being a vigilante because uh, a black man had done some attacked his friend or whatever the case may be. 
He and claimed, okay, the, uh, I, I can remember what the case was. The, a, friend, a, a friend of his years ago was says that she was raped by a black man. And so Liam Neeson mentions in the press tour for his last movie, by the way, because it, it was a vigilante kind of movie, about the fact that he could identify with the character because at one point he went wandering around the streets of uh, Ireland looking for any random black man to kill, uh, to get vengeance for his friend being raped by a black man. And if that's not racism, I don't know what is. So don't sit there then and say you're not a racist. You are. I, you may be reformed, but I doubt it. The fact that you opened your mouth to say that, why wouldn't you just say I went around looking for, you know, men that fit the description? To No, you had to be specific you know, just in that. Anywhere, anyone will do. Anyone will do. Anyway. So, no, I'm saying in terms of even mentioning the fact that it was a black man that allegedly attacked his friend. So they, why even say that? Who ca- why, why is that important to the story? It's important because it's important to you because you're racist. Anyway. Oh, well, oh, well, what bugs me about that, because I've heard people claim, uh, let's, if we're going to go be real about this, I've heard people claim that, like, you know, I didn't hate Mexicans until my friend's sister was, you know, uh, uh, was attacked by or, or got mugged by a Mexican. So now I hate all Mexicans. So it's like, wait a minute. So are you telling me that, like, if she had been mugged by a white guy, you would hate all white guys, including your brothers and father? So, no, you're already racist then. One person's action does not, if if it taints all of the race for you, then you're already racist as far as I'm concerned. Well, exactly. And do you ever hear, like, uh, for people say, I used to like white people until slavery. And now, because of slavery, (laughs) I can't stand all non-melanated people. (laughs) Who does that? That is so stupid. And you're a waste of DNA and skin if you think that way. Oh, I have no time for uh for 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 uh, foolishness. None. Okay, now now supposedly he's released a new apology. So yes. what what is the new apology? Because the first one did not do do well, which is why his last movie didn't do well. It's too late. He's messing himself up. So this happened apparently forty years ago, and he needed to bring it up. And so now he said, over the last several weeks, I've reflected and on and spoken to a variety of people who were hurt by my impulsive recounting of a brutal rape of a dear female friend nearly 40 years ago by my unacceptable thoughts and actions at that time in response to this crime. The horror of what happened to my friend ignited irrational thoughts that did not represent the person that I am. In trying to explain those feelings today, I missed the point and hurt Many people at a time when language is so often weaponized and an entire community of innocent people are targeted in acts of rage. What I fail to realize (laughs) that this is not about justifying me anger all those years ago. Ago. It is also about the impact me words have had today. I was wrong to do what I did. I recognize that. Although the comments I made did not reflect in any way my true feelings nor me, they were hurtful and divisive. I profoundly apologize. Wow. I had no idea the Lucky Charms guy was so racist. But, um... <laughs> Magically delicious. Oh, my God. My hat is off, Chachi. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. And in saying that, I wonder. I I realized what a soliloquy of nothingness that is. 
So, uh, well, I will, okay, to be the devil's advocate, I will say that this was 40 some odd years ago. Can people change over time? Can can, can the actions that the man had or, or the reaction he had 40 years ago growing up and living in Ireland and uh, 40 years ago and the man he is today and who he's, what he's been exposed to and who he's been exposed to and the life that he's led make him different and have different insight? uh on 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 who that young man was i think that's possible so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna to me my issue with the people that try to defend him to say that that he wasn't racist i can't speak to who liam neeson is in 2019 but at the moment that this happened there's no denying that that was a racist the whole impulse the whole thing was racist to that that was now who he is now I have no idea. So well, I, I believe people people can grow and change. Yes, but has he? My thing is, A, you made a big deal out of saying that this was a black person who did this to your friend. And again, it was 40 years ago, but you made a big, big deal in 2019 of saying that. You really didn't have to indicate the race of the person of the assailant at all. You could have just talked about this person as an assailant and leave race out of it. That, to me, again, signifies that you thought race was an important part of this which means you still have those racist ideals too well, i do think you haven't think, go ahead Two, you haven't i don't know what you've done to rectify this have you been volunteering with uh with centers that deal with this have you made yourself a a a spokesperson to deal with these types of things knowing that your type of, of thinking is hurtful have what have you done in terms of this to me it's all lip service if you've not done anything to rectify it so to me i don't give two dams you can apologize all day long your apology is words actions speak louder than your apology well first of all he has been in movies with black people so there he's done well that. i stand bloody corrected and <laughs> so take that oh. but also um the I, I do think the fact that the, the person was black was important to the story because he says that he went out searching for days looking for a black person any black person to pay back so he couldn't if, if he had said just and to fit that description basically honestly almost everybody in ireland looks very similar so if he just so the idea that he i think that that's why it was important to the story because i wish i think there was even a black person in ireland 40 years ago for him to go looking for um so the, i think that was why it was important to the story i don't think that necessarily means that he was trying to make a statement make a statement about black men attacking uh uh irish women or something i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't equate it to that i thought it was important to the that's why i felt like when he tried to take the next step when he was questioned about that i believe by robin roberts about like well what if he hadn't been black would you have been doing the same thing and he, and he claimed yes and i'm like you know that's bs if she had said oh it was a red-headed guy that robbed me with green eyes would he have gone out and tried to kill any random redhead because almost everybody you encounter is gonna have red hair uh strawberry red hair and green eyes he wouldn't have done that and that's what he needed to admit and he would not bring he couldn't bring himself to tell to tell the truth and shame the devil he wouldn't do it and that was my issue with him uh there it's like no tell the truth you can say that you've changed and you've grown but at that moment that was absolutely racist because if it had been a white guy or a blonde guy or if she said it was a british guy would he have gone around looking for anybody who was british to attack and kill no he wouldn't have he i don't know how much he's changed because you haven't shown it in your actions 
Let's move on to something Again, more he was he, he was married to Viola Davis in Widows, so there's that. Oh, yeah, but he could go home to his real wife. I don't know if he's married, but he could leave his TV wife. Or his, uh, <laughs> sorry, his uh They were very wife. happy in their pretend marriage, Tachi. They were so happy. Mm. Anyway, or is it just because, you know, Viola Davis is the hotness now? Anyway. All right. <laughs> let's uh let's move on to somebody more pleasant and this is an interesting story george clooney yay married to amal clooney has demanded a hotel boycott over the sultan of brunei's new anti-gay death penalty law now there are nine hotels that are owned by the sultan of Bru- uh, brunei and he is calling for this boycott in protest of the introduction of a new slew of laws, uh, which include the death penalty by stoning for gay sex. So he wrote an op-ed for Deadline Hollywood that came out on Thursday, and he acknowledged that he had stayed at many of these hotels, a few of them very recently, because he hadn't done his homework and did not know. And so he listed, I'll give you the hotels, the Dorchester in London, 45 Park Lane in London, Coworth Park in England, the Beverly Hills Hotel in Beverly Hills, Hotel Bel Air, Los Angeles, Le Maurice in Paris, Hotel Plaza Athene in Paris, Hotel Eden in Rome, and Hotel Principe de Savoie, Savoie yeah, in Milan. What about Hotel Accent? <laughs> is, that, is that on the list? That, 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 no, that one is still okay to stay Okay, at. I was wondering. Hotel accent, where, <laughs> where we're not racist or anti-gay. <laughs> or anti-gay. <laughs> right. One thing I do want to mention but um, with this law, it isn't just stoning of people for uh, having gay sex. You can also be stoned for uh, uh, alleged the infidelity. Suspicion of Suspicion infidelity. of uh, infidelity, you can be stoned. And let me, I, I, I can tell you right now, I'll bet you dollars to donuts. Who will be stoned? Women. Women. <laughs> no men will be stoned for cheating on their wife or wives. They will. It'll be the women will get stoned left and right for even looking in the direction that a man might have even not even where he's at now. But wasn't Jeff in that direction over there? Stone her. So <laughs> no, this is this is beyond disgusting. Uh, this uh, this change in the law and and one thing that's interesting about this what really bothered me is. The reaction that so many people seem to have uh, about uh, George Clooney calling for this boycott. I made the huge mistake of reading this article on Deadline and then reading some of the comments below. Before I talk about the comments, uh, people in public in the public eye, like uh, Real Time's Bill Maher on his show on Friday, he had uh, SE Cup, and they both went in on George Clooney talking about the fact that, like, well, if you really want to hurt them where they live, you need to basically stop driving a car or not flying on planes and so this uh this uh boycotting of the hotel is ridiculous and what really bothers me and a lot of the comments were saying similar things like well what is what is george clooney doing about people that are uh, living on los angeles's skid row what about that it's just like wait a minute so unless you're going to solve all the problems of the world you can't solve any problems in the world nope i i think that what it is is that the people really when it comes down to it people don't want to be inconvenienced 
with the by the suffering of others. And so by George Clooney saying uh, that you know what, stay in another hotel because this is you're supporting people who are being uh, that are going to stone people to death for their sexuality or for allegedly uh, uh, stepping outside of their marriage. The, uh, can you can you bother just to stay at another hotel? And they're like, no. How dare you try to inconvenience me with your wokeness and uh, or or what some people refer to it as political correctness. It's like no, it's correct not to support people who are stoning people to death. But it's easier to point the finger at what the other person is not doing than for you to stop staying at that hotel. That's what that's what that is. They don't want to be inconvenienced. So people are only only marching for things when it doesn't inconvenience them. That's not true ad- advocacy or activism. Sit down. And so I, I to me, it, it, it makes perfect sense. You, you select, you as a human cannot, as we've talked about ad nauseum, do everything. You cannot support every cause. You cannot be the spearhead of everything. And so it makes sense to me. His wife, Amal, is from where originally? Well, her parents, I can't remember, but she's Middle Eastern. And she's from an Islamic, her parents are from an Islamic country. It makes sense that he's a little more aware of these, these things now because Brunei is in Southeast Asia, but it's an Islamic country. So I'm sure that there's an awareness that he has now because of being married to Amal that he may not have had before. Obviously, these are things, you know, when you marry somebody or you're dating somebody, this person is from such and such. Okay, say you had your husband is from Jamaica. You're going to be more aware of all things Jamaican than you were before you met your met your husband. So I think this is the case. And because he's uh, aware of these types of things, he's trying to do something about it. What my thing is, people in the comments, people under the stairs, what the hell are you doing? Shut up and sit down. (laughs) People under the stairs. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, but, it just, but the idea that if you're not going to do everything, do nothing is so the feudalism and it's and it's all about laziness. It reminds me of the same thing that people yes. complain about political correctness. It's just like um, uh, Julie Wayne Dreyfus was saying in a recent article about the fact that she feels like when people claim that comedians can't be funny uh, because of political correctness, that that's just code for I can't make uh, racist jokes or I can't make violent uh, sexist jokes about women. That's exactly what it's code for. I can't be inconvenienced with trying to be kind or being a decent human being. I can't be inconvenienced with just staying in any other hotel than a list of like five or six hotels that support people being stoned to death. That, that attitude is a quarter to lazy. Like you said, that is just half past lazy. I've never seen, my thing is like, and usually it's the people that don't have too many problems that are not marginalized people that have problems with this. I can't wait till virtual reality gets to be really, really big in a way so that they can make video games like, um, <laughs> where they have to experience being in a concentration camp or they have to go through slavery and they would i mean they probably would just die from the shock of just even going through the video game oh well you know what oh, oh, you don't even need to wait for virtual reality to be uh to be at a new level what tells you that right now is the who's currently the president and why is he currently the president it's because of people's fear that there's there used to be like a song or something like that called fear of a black planet there's fear, fear yep. of a brown planet is for damn sure a fear 
pure of a brown America terrifies these people. And why does it terrify them so much to be all of a sudden not longer the majority of a country? Because of what they do to people that are the minority. They are terrified of being treated the way they've treated others all this time. And the the idea that political correctness is just so upsetting to them. It's like, what? I can't say racist, sexist, homophobic stuff? This is so hard for me. And I don't feel sorry for them. So we're going to leave them on a shelf and move on. Okay, let's go on to the next story. Okay, so off of George... This is the most militant episode of TV Channel. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I'm trying to bring us back around. I'm trying to bring us back around. So We're uh, fighting the power. See, off of Fight the Power channeling. So um, there is an interesting thing coming up. Can you see Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy as superheroes? Well, if I said no, I'd be I'd be politically incorrect, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably, absolutely. You know, I think I can see Octavia Spencer as one primarily because she's I know her mostly for her serious roles, but um Melissa McCarthy is well, she's done some serious, but I know her mostly as comedic. So whenever I think if I think about her as a as a superhero, to me, it seems like they would try to make it go in a comedic way. But I don't know. So in any way, superheroes are big. We see that with the, the success of the Marvel Universe. And so we knew it was just a matter of time before Netflix got in the game, especially since Marvel is going to get ready to pull all the damn things off of Netflix because of Disney. So... They say, sources say, according to Deadline Hollywood, that uh, Octavia Spencer and uh, Melissa McCarthy, they're wrapping up deals with them to star in Thunder Force, a film that Ben Falcone has written and will direct. So they're keeping all the specifics of this under wraps. We don't know a lot of detail, but according to the to Deadline Hollywood, the story is supposed to center on the two stars getting superpowers. It's going to be produced by Mark Platt, Falcone, and Melissa McCarthy. So Spencer is coming off of executive producing, obviously, Green Book. And she was most recently uh, Oscar nominated for The Shape of Water and Hidden Figures. So McCarthy is coming off of an Oscar nomination for Can You Ever Forgive Me? So those are two hot stars right now to have. What I'm questioning is whether this is going to be like a serious Marvel type movie, if you know what I mean, action oh, yeah, type no, movie. Oh, yeah, a, a, an action drama an or action is it going to be a comedy right. Right. My guess is it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a dramedy. I, I can't I can't imagine you'll they'd have these women that are both so 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 good at comedic stuff as well, and not have a little bit of comedic stuff thrown in, but Absolutely. then also have action and drama too. Absolutely, absolutely. I I hope so, and I I think this is if we're looking at the obvious, these are both fuller figured women, curvy women, and you don't often see that when it comes to leads and when it comes to saving things. They're all and also they're women. They're also they're women of a certain age too. So yeah. all of that combined, I honestly I am really curious about this project and. And I hope it actually happens and look forward to seeing it. Yeah, I absolutely do, too. I I have high hopes and great, great hopes for it. So we'll see what happens. And finally, like the news, finally, we have um, a an interesting this is a really interesting thing. So there's a love story uh, that's supposed to be there's a CBS pilot and you're, you know, my favorite that um, 
is is supposed to be happening. And we'll talk about the kind of controversy about it in a minute. So Ronnie Cheng and Susan Wokoma from Year of the Rabbit. So Donnie Cheng is from The Daily Show. Susan Wokoma is from Year of the Rabbit. And she was also in Chewing Gum. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. She was the sister in Chewing Gum. uh, opposite Michaela Cole. So they're they're set as series regulars opposite Elizabeth Aldifer and David Walton in a newly retitled Super Simple Love Story. That's what it's called. It's a hybrid comedy pilot from Mike Royce, Nick Stoller, Sony Pictures, and CBS TV Studios. So it's supposed to be a story... Can I, can I, can I frame, can I, can I, can I oh, go ahead and finish what the story is, but then I'll tell you what I want to frame how, why this has turned into a controversy. Okay. So yeah, let me tell what the story is about so that they know <laughs> the story is told through interviews and vignettes spanning 10 years about how an unlikely couple becomes an unlikely family. So Chang is supposed to be Harris, Kevin Walton's friend, Kevin's friend, and a former college roommate. He's an atheist without a filter who loves to debate. Wakoma is supposed to play Abby, who's a friend and co-worker to Morgan, played by Aldifer, and agonizes over job and relationship fulfillment. And Abby is apparently happy to hate her job as long as the check clears. So all of this lets you know that they are not the main couple. They are the, quote, sidekicks. However... And I, I'll let you go ahead and say what the controversy is. Behind so this. the controversy arose when uh, Deadline put out a tweet and an article naming that these two actors, an Asian man and a black woman, were going to be uh, on this new CBS show. And so their pictures are both together in the tweet as well as on in the article of the announcing that they're going to be on this new CBS show. People got super excited because they thought they're like what cbs is gonna actually have a show about an asian man and a black woman not just about but a, a fuller figured black woman in a relationship wow how woke is cbs and then cbs like slapped us and said like oh you need to wake up hells no are we doing a show that stars an asian man and a black woman falling in love they're going to be the sidekicks to the adorable telegenic white people who are falling in love and twitter was not having it (laughs) so they are very upset they feel tricked they feel bamboozled and they're mad at cbs so we're happy that this asian guy and this black woman got a job but why can't they be the focus of the show why do they still have to be relegated to be the sidekick or the or or the uh, comedy relief for the adorable white couple yeah look People don't think just because us is a smash hit that all diversity problems are solved in Hollywood. They're not. And this right here is proof of that, that people of color are still relegated to the friend roles, to the side click of the kicks. They can never be the main characters in, in anything, unless of course the, it happens to be Shonda Rhimes or somebody and see then it, why is it always uh, contingent upon us to have to do that? you all should just do it that's the way the world looks do it so i it's like clickbait i think that was another thing that i saw in the the um comments that it's like okay this was a misleading article like you said people were super excited Ooh, an asian lead and 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 not just you know an asian uh man and a black woman 
that's an interesting pairing. This is going to be interesting. And then you're let down. So that was super, super clickbait. Why wouldn't they just talk about it and write from a different angle? Well, what would be interesting to see is because of all this controversy and Twitter's been going off on this for a while, it'll be interesting interesting to see if the producers of the show see that there is a hunger for this and if there's a parallel story along with the main story, which is about, of course, this adorable white couple falling in love, that at the same time that there might also be a parallel story where we see, we learn more about these other two characters and they might explore a relationship because there's clearly a hunger for it. I mean, I can't believe how this erupted so big so quickly. So maybe they'll take a message from this. One person said something that was really interesting to me. They asked, like, why can't there be a parallel show? Why can't there be the show where the adorable, telegenic white couple uh, fall in love and they have a, an Asian best friend the guy has an Asian best friend and the woman has a, a black female best friend but we have another show where this the story is about the the Asian man and the and the black woman where the, two parallel shows happening uh in the same kind of universe and I thought you know there's never been a show that's quite like that because normally when a character gets to be too big in a show where they catch fire uh on a show some friend or side person on a, on the main show they get spun off to have their whole other show and they leave the original show so it'd be interesting to have a spin-off kind of show where the both characters exist in the same universe because in the story of your life you're the lead in it and somebody the, your friends are your friends they're your sidekick on the story of your life and you're their sidekick in the story of their life that would be interesting but as i told you before this sounds like some separate but equal nonsense <laughs> <laughs> You, why do you have to placate and have that the other sh- as a show at all? We've seen the shows where you have the non-melanated uh, leads uh, and relationships and romantic. We've seen that. That's all they ever do. This to me is would be so much more interesting. And you don't have to have a parallel show to placate. Just do it. Just do it this way. Well, hopefully, if nothing else, if uh, if CBS doesn't get a clue, hopefully some uh, some producer from another on another network or something will jump on all the excitement that this even the idea of this kind of show, uh, this kind of pairing generated to actually make it happen. Netflix is listening. <laughs> and they're about to so you know since since these networks are too stupid in a lot of cases to or they behave too stupidly to see that this is something that could work netflix has no problem with that uh hbo probably has no problem with that and they're going to get the eyeballs for that so unless you stop with this antiquated and if we look at what's on a lot of the networks um there's nothing that is so groundbreaking like that if that makes any sense um and i don't know that they are going to go for that but a netflix would so i'm looking forward to this coming to netflix all right and i hope they the first person you should uh call in for an interview to possibly be the female black lead in this show uh one robin thede give her a call there you go well speaking of which it's time to go that had nothing to do with it but <laughs> speaking of robin Thede, it's time for us to get yeah just like she had to go just from like BET. she had to leave from bet we have to leave <laughs> just the way they kicked robin Thede off the air we're about to keep we're being kicked, kicked off, off. oh no but it was a great show we had a great review and a lot of news and we had almost a little political channeling uh fight the power channel going on right <laughs> but thank you for bringing the fire and the pepper and everything you always do kevin 
Oh, as do you. And the, oh my God, the accents were on point this episode. Take that, Meryl Streep. Well, you know, here's the thing. I, I apologize sincerely to the Irish community uh, for <laughs> the lack of an Irish accent, as I am not Irish. Oh my God, Tachi, so... I swear right now, we have lost every leprechaun that used to be a fan of our show. They're boycotting us as we speak. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're the, enraged. The views expressed by Kevin <laughs> We didn't, he did not mean that you all are all leprechauns. No, you're not all leprechauns. So. I just said no, no. The leprechaun fans of our show, and which of which there were many, but no longer. Uh, well, we'll be all right without their pots of gold. All right, for for those people that aren't boycotting our show, Tachi, how can they listen to more episodes of TV Channel? You can listen to past episodes and upcoming episodes. No, that doesn't make sense. Live episode, past episodes, and live episodes. Let's say that by going to Stitcher iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes is also Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify. You can also go to tvchanneling.com and listen that way. And the cool thing is on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, you can listen to us live on wjmsradio.com. So no excuse, on demand or live, you can get us. All right. Yeah. Wow. So since um yeah, I just wanted to hear your reaction to that. Great. So since <laughs> since I've told them how they can find us, how can they reach us on social? Okay, we're available everywhere on social. We are on Facebook. We are on Snapchat. We're on Instagram, and we're on my personal favorite, Twitter. And we would absolutely love to hear from you. So if there is a news story you want us to talk about, if you want us to you know, attack Jesse Smollett yet again and no longer pronounce his name the way he wants us to pronounce it, which we never will. But anyway, let us know. If there's a show you'd like us to review, we would love to hear from you. So reach out to us. And oh, also we're available on anchor uh as tv channeling reruns yes if you want to give us a voice message your, your voice message might actually end up on the show so get to us any way you can get it cracking all right guys thank you so much for listening to us we really appreciate all your listens and likes and comments and follows and shares we really appreciate you because we don't do it for us well, not only for us, we do it for you as well. And so we're going to sign off the way we always do. I'll say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. With a Snickers bar in hand. Cheers! <laughs> it's packed with peanuts. Yes! That is wise. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>